Some say we are the most propagandized nation in the world. I say it's our job to interpret this so-called news. I say it's our job to find the truth and make sure to pass it along, to continue the daily battle against cognitive dissonance. The truth isn't how you feel. Here we deal in the inconvenient realities. I'm John Matland, and this is We the People Are the News. Welcome to We the People Are the News. Trying to fix my mic. It's been a couple days, guys. So, for fun, I just sent two invitations out. And two invitations to join this at any point. I will let people in. Of course, when I say that, I mean there has been two people. Two people that are, I guess, deemed haters. One claims they don't hate me. The other one claims that I don't know what they claim. But I'm trying to do the damn thing. Again, dialogue debate, conversation. I say it all the time. I mean, it's clear as day that I say this all the time, that I want to talk and the left doesn't. I got a one random person from the internet did join uh, in good faith. We had a conversation, very cordial, on one of my episodes while I was in Delray. And then I had a communist join recently. Didn't know he was a communist, that he was just a hardcore liberal until we got to that part of the episode. You go back and listen to it couple episodes ago. And at the end of the day, again, nothing gets solved. And I don't care if you're on the right or if you're on the left or you're anything in between or or any affiliation you might deem up that you identify with uh, uh, politically. If you can't actually logically debate or at least put something that that has the form of logic behind it, you ain't real. None of what you say is real. That's it. And you could be a conservative and say that, but it's got to make sense logically. So there's things that conservatives won't like about me. There's things that uh, Democrats and liberals won't like. Obviously, there's things communist socialists hate, but it, it's got to make sense. Or at least you've got to make an effort to even have any, any leg to stand on. So what I did was they could give me all the personal attacks in the book. They try. I think people don't realize this yet that, that aren't paying attention. I don't give a shit. Uh, you could attack me. You could say my voice is stupid. I don't care. Like, what is that logically? Uh, again, I look at myself, to quote the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'm a little pea. I love the sky and the trees, okay? Teeny tiny little ant. There's a whole world of people. I'm just checking out this and that. And then these people that have unchecked egos claim that they're so prolific. Okay, I don't think I'm prolific. And I ran for U.S. Congress. I don't think I'm prolific, and I am a part of a, of a medical freedom movement uh, in New York City. I've been on newscast. None of this matters. Anyone could be on a newscast. Anybody could be a part of a movement. Anybody could be a figurehead. Anybody could use their voice. You should use your voice. And then I'll respect you because you can logically put words together. You can talk. You'll actually stand up for what you believe in. But these people won't do that. So I'm exploiting it. That's why they have Zoom entry uh, codes right now in their DMs. They've been going back and forth with me all day, and I have fun with it. Uh, I don't know why people are so angry. You might think you dislike me. You haven't even had the conversation. Have the conversation first, and then find out if you dislike me. So that's what's going to happen if they have any braveness and if I've baited them enough. Because they definitely got them angry. They're definitely angry. They're telling me that I'm an egotistical maniac when I say that 
uh, they tell me I'm a misogynist because I disagree with them. I'm supposed to just agree with them because they have a vagina. That's what they, that's what they think. I don't care what's hanging between your legs, if not, and, or removed or inverted. I don't care. You're a human. You have a political opinion. Well, put some fucking logic behind it. Let's play that game. And there will be people that step to me, and I believe that I will, in most cases, dispatch of them. But again, I debate in a specific way. And that is, of course, to prove my point to the people that are undecided, to the listeners. So you're never going to get me aggressive. You're never going to get, it's, it's not possible. You believe what you believe, and I don't hate you for it. I don't even care. Believe what you want to believe. But at the end of the day, you better stand up for it or you lose by default. If there's an issue and you try to start, start that shoot the one on and you want to talk, and then I offer you a UFC match and I get in the cage and give you the code to just walk in and have that debate, then you ain't ready to exchange and stand up for what your stance is. You know you can't. You don't have words for it. And that's why you go with personal attacks. And I hope they come on. I hope they come on and, I, and my intent, honestly, is to have a good conversation. Wildly disagree. But I believe if they come on, they'll curse me out. They'll try to bait me on air. And th that's why this is a complete setup in that regard. Because if you do that, it's just the literally entertainment for the audience. And at, at the same time of giving you news or breaking things down, I want to give you entertainment. Because fuck it, we're only on Earth for a short amount of time. Might as well have fun with that. So we'll see if any of them take that bait. And they join. And we'll see if they know how to operate themselves in, in an, uh, an orderly fashion and actually stand up for logic. I had somebody say that they, the, the, the person I'm talking about, Wendy, if that's even their name, say they're very prolific or something like that in, the, in their career and they're well-known. And, and, and I'm like, all right, maybe this is a personal account. So that's why they have like 43, 45 followers. I said, well, the biggest thing that happened in your account is that I shared a video and tagged you in it, challenging you to a debate. That's logical. If I have almost 20,000 Instagram followers and she has, so, but Instagram's not the real world. I know that. So she might be a great, she might be thriving. And then she says, I looked her up. I don't, I've never looked her up. Her name might not be Wendy. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there was a nurse at my old institution that was telling people that I was a piece of crap, thought she was a Nicole supporter, probably was a Nicole supporter, probably wasn't the same person. I don't even know if this person lives on Staten Island or in, in the New York area in general. Or her friend. Don't have a clue. Again, ultimately irrelevant. Politically, if you want to speak to me, I'll give you that relevance because you're a person. You have a right to an opinion. I will give you a platform. Come on and talk that. Again, my Twitter, some of these tweets have reached, again, over, over the course of like three months. If you add millions and millions of people have, have seen my, my tweet impressions, have visited videos of my. Come talk. Anybody. I don't care who you are. Do I think that logically I'm going to destroy you with my debate style? I sure do. I do have confidence in myself. That's not egotistical. And you should have confidence that you can logically support your, uh, your, your stance and what you do. So again, we'll see if any of these people are brave. I guarantee you they don't come in. But if I'm wrong, I, then I make you a second guarantee that they'll probably lose their shit just because they haven't been able to hold themselves in the initial courting process of a debate, which is Instagram, uh, comment section and dms but we'll see i do want to talk quickly today today's another quick episode we're just doing quick episodes these days right now i want to talk about title 42 may 11th 
it's expiring. And some might say, that's pretty soon. You're goddamn right it is. May 11th is Wednesday. So 11.59 p.m. on Wednesday, you can enter the country again if you're not vaccinated. Whoop-de-doo, Basil. It's going to finally happen after all these years. World Health Organization says the pandemic is still on, but the emergency phase is over. Everything is jockeying for position. We're supposed to forget 99% survival rate. We're supposed to forget all of the deaths that it caused, uh, that, that, that occurred. A lot of them were, uh, the numbers were exacerbated by venting. We were venting people, right? We were, we were giving remdesivir. There's a lot of people that have a lot of things to say about all of that. No steroids, pre-medication, nothing. I've talked to some of the biggest names that you can in this, that, that, of doctors that have come out against the way this was treated. What would hydroxychloroquine do? What would uh, ivermectin do? It wouldn't exacerbate the problem. If anything, it would do nothing. Some of the safest medications. Aspirin has worse. Tylenol has worse. Ibuprofen has worse adverse reactions, emergency room visits, than, than, than ivermectin. But we're supposed to think that people were taking up beds, like you saw in my MSNBC episode where we're talking about people taking up beds. Did we, I, I don't remember if we talked about the ivermectin portion of that. People were taking horse medication, horse paste. What, what triggered this whole entire thing with the haters that I was talking about? That I mentioned that the World Health Organization is finally downgrading the emergency phase. Shit, we have not been in an emergency phase since we created an emergency phase a couple of months after we knew what was going on. There's so many different fucking layers to this onion. So many, so many Shrek layers to this onion. And the only donkey in the room is the people, the jackasses that accepted all of it verbatim and not looking into it, not deviating from the narrative, that Project Mockingbird narrative of let's have the, the legacy media say this on every channel, let's put up a death count, let's let's work together with the government and social media to make it look this way so everywhere they look they're being drilled with propaganda because it's legal to propagandize people in your own country but you didn't know that in most cases but nobody cares they're so into the narrative they're still getting the shots endlessly some people the numbers have dropped dramatically some of the biggest leftists i know that i'm friends with said you know after their third shot and getting omicron and being super sick from it that they were done. They were like, I wish I never got it. And then as the science keeps coming out, what's the recent one? Eye occlusion, blindness with the mRNA. What's like all the different, the excess mortality. Oh, it's just by chance as if now it just jumped that much. We're taking crazy pills. So that, that let's put attack in that. That's coming to an end now, May 11th. Finally, if you're from another country, you don't have to find a way to sneak into the U.S. Like people were doing. They were doing that. They were doing different types of things. I've heard of it. Because of something that almost everybody's had that keeps mutating that they can't even remotely get right on their, on their vaccine attempts. They tested the bivalent booster on eight rodents. Eight. Could have been seven. Could have been seven. It was under 10. So let's go with that. Because when I, I've had so many facts jumbling around my head, we're talking about negative efficacy, we're talking about all of this, and we're still having this fucking conversation in 2023. Nobody can logically, logically beat me on this. It's been endemic. The vaccine is never going to stop it. No matter what you say, every trial has been destroyed. The FDA still has not gotten back to me. 
about those outstanding reports. I'm fucking emailing them again when I get off this, but I'm adding every media contact I have because maybe somebody somewhere will have the balls to run it and it can go viral and they'll have to answer it. To get that pre-approval, to get that, that's really what it was. The approval for the Pfizer shot, it's like a pre-approval because they had to satisfy so many studies up through 2027 about myocarditis, about more than one shot, more than two shots, that now they're not doing that single monovalent shot and the two series, they don't need to get it approved. Do they need to satisfy those reports or that because it's now abandoned and it's moved on, they don't have to because the reports might not have been trending well. So now they'd go with the bivalent one shot. Do you not see how this works? You entered a trial and you're not even getting the scientific information you signed your soul up to give. If you're not upset, if you're not angry, you're a fucking fool. Even if you support it, because science does matter, guys. Trust the science. You are the science. You were the trial. You were the subject. The time is the variable. Learn the scientific method before you ever say trust the science. You guys pledged your allegiance to a hypothesis that failed. And in quick order, everyone had Omicron, December going into January. Everyone had it. It was endemic. You had it. I had it. What's the difference? Maybe three shots. Since then, you might have had another two shots, and you might have had five shots. You might have had COVID three times. I had Tiffany Dover on here. She had COVID twice. She's gotten the shot. They thought she was dead forever. Some people still think she's dead. In the end, it doesn't matter if she's dead or not uh, for the people out there that are like, well, she's got to be dead. It doesn't matter. I'm not debating it. I don't care. You can believe whatever you want. At the end of it, it doesn't change anything. If anything, the fact that she disappeared for so long and her hospital didn't let her talk gave some people the idea, maybe I should wait a little while. Might have saved some lives, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. So now, finally, Title 42 is over on May 11th. So what does that mean? That means everybody's about to cross the border. Now we have Governor Abbott in Texas putting more people at the border. They're, they're, they're lining up National Guard. We have soldiers that are, 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 are at the border. We have so much going down at the border. And then what's the left going to do? They're going to run out the race card. So let me tell you what's not racist. An influx of people you cannot actually house or afford to give jobs to and stopping them from coming into your country because they won't be able to survive without doing crimes for bread, as AOC will say, or working for gangs or doing their payback for their coyotes. Yeah. There's a big, big issue there, guys. That's called being a humanitarian, not letting them in. El Paso looks like a disaster zone. We have gang members, from what it seems, driving into, in, just into human beings, migrants standing at a bus stop, killing people. We're watching so much go down. We know fentanyl is pouring over the border. We've known this for years. The ingredients come from China. They go to Mexico. The cartels bring them through the border. So what do we do about it? That's the hugest, like, the hugest question. Well, for one, you follow the law and you protect your border. If they, if they, people that are trying to come into your country, no matter what country you are, if they, those people, know that you can just walk into the country, you do it. And if we're such a bad country, right? That's the other point. We're so, we have so many problems where we're wrong and, and our way of life is so bad, the leftist will say. The people fleeing those countries, 
Why would they want to come here? Why are the people fleeing the countries holding flags of the country they're fleeing to represent that country when they show up to this country? Because if I was fleeing the USA, say the USA was a communist shithole, and I've been trying to flee it my whole life. Like when people were defecting from Russia, they would just grab somebody if they were in the US and, and, and ask for asylum, even if they had a KGB agent trailing them. Go back to the 80s, learn some shit. They would do that, right? Were they waving the, the Russian flag? No. They were pledging allegiance to the United States of America, to the Republic, Republic for which it stands, one nation. Oh, uh, there's the little part, under God which comes with unalienable rights. If you're a U.S. citizen, nobody's against immigration. It's got to be legal immigration. Again, we're all immigrants. We were processed. My bloodline was processed. A little place called Ellis Island. So what do we do about that? We just have... Again, last fiscal year, I think like 700,000 gotaways. And again, I have to reiterate that. That's people that they could have marked, say, by drone. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they are. They just know they're humans with a, a heat signature. 700,000. That's not to say what we don't know. Plus all the people we do know. The only thing that stopped this major flood was Title 42. Now that's going to be up. And we're going to find out if this administration plans to protect the border at all. Human trafficking, sex trafficking. Again, any leftist that wants to debate, they found a child with, I think, 60-something DNA samples inside her, which meant, which meant a child had a train ran on them by the traffickers. People coming over, fentanyl, doing drug deals on behalf of, of the smugglers. There is payback for what they do. This is, a, this is a serious situation. And you're blinded by... If you support this this humanitarian effort to close the border and make sure there's legal immigration and to acclimate those people that are here legally because if you if you talk about crimes of for bread imagine you're in a city and they put a million people there and there's no food and housing that's the actual way you get crime for bread the AOC, it was a crime of passion for bread, loaf of bread and butter. So how do you make it work? That's my logical question. How do you make it work? Okay, borders open, everyone comes in. Fuck it. Whole world just shows up on a barge into Mexico. Every country that wants people that, that want to come to the U.S., they all line up, get on their, their boats, they, get, they dock in Mexico, and they all just walk across the border. I guess it's an unlimited number, right? It's an open border, nothing matters. So say we get an influx, 150 million people show up from all around the world. You're supposed to just let them in? That's the, the kind and loving thing to do. What the fuck are they going to do to eat? Acclimate, become part of society. When you have Americans that are struggling, veterans that are struggling, immigrants here legally that are struggling, economy in the dumpster, oil factories going on fire every day, food factories. Think about what is going on. There's such gross negligence here, and the default is it's racist to have a border. So I ask any leftist that says that to go walk into Canada. Just go, just charge the border, waving an American flag or another flag that maybe you want to represent. Maybe the Ukrainian flag. Maybe the flag of a country that you're lineage from. Maybe you're from Italy. You go charging Justin Trudeau's border with the Italian flag. Let me know how that works for you. 
charge Mexico's border with your Italian flag. And you will be detained. You will be arrested. But only in the United States, the southern border only. It's racist if you don't. So is it racist if, say, a Mexican person, a Cuban person, Guatemalan person just charges Justin Trudeau's border and is arrested? It, it, I guess it does by default. So you think the Canadian government is racist. What about if somebody just flees Russia and finds a way to boat over to Canada? How about that? Racist? The, the ideas that are presented right now are unflappable. You cannot flap them. They will stand against anything because you cannot say it's racist. Take the race out of it. Get out of your way. You've been logically trained to do this. So Title 42 comes to an end on Wednesday. Texas is lining up trying to fix it. Right now, there's people running over, gang members, it seems, running over migrants in Texas. There is people being molested. There's children being molested over 60 different, for, for you, I mean, we have to be specific here. When they say DNA samples, that means over 60 men ejaculated in this child. Put that through your fucking head. That's what you want to say is racist to stop and to follow laws and to stop this criminal enterprise that is infiltrating our country. It's set up like it, it's set up. There's a setup. It's there. So what do we do about it? Enforce the law. Start deporting people that do not belong here that came illegally and defend our nation, our nation. Nation of immigrants, people that came here legally, that assimilated into this society and became a part of the U.S. dream, the, the, the American dream. And those in the future that will be. Not set them up for failure, not, not set them up to, I want to go to New York, let's help them get to New York, let's use all our taxpayer dollars in New York, then cut funds for New Yorkers that pay for their programs to give to the illegal Migrants that ended up in New York, that when it's cold or when it's hot, they just live on the street. And you don't think that promotes mental illness and crime? Of course it does. Of course it does. And then you say there's a problem with homelessness and mental health. When you're the person that's rooting on the government, allowing people to come here and live in just dismal situations, in scenarios that you would never dream. Imagine saying, I fled my country, came here, they gave me a cell phone, and then I worked my way up to New York. They either gave me a flight, a governor offered to give me a bus ride if I signed that I want to go. I'm in New York now for 10 months. It's now winter. I have no food. I'm living in a park, and it's negative one degree out tonight. That's you being humanitarian. That's you asking for that to happen. That's on you. There's some people here that want to give people the right life and has to, has to go through a legal system. There's, there's people that want safety. They want to know who is coming over the border. They want, to know, they want to know your age if you're buying lotto tickets, cigarettes, flying on a plane. You need an ID. You need to know if you imagine one million people are just here in the past 12 fiscal months right? One million people. You have no idea who the fuck they are. 
You think that everybody, if I took 1 million American citizens, there would be felons in that, in that batch. You do know that it's not because of their race. It's not because of the country of origin. It's because that's statistics and stats matter in real world. We left, we left our emotions checked at the door. Reality's a thing. Be a part of reality. When they said they were going to do that, I believe it was Kate's law. When an, when a, an illegal immigrant who I think was deported before that was being protected from ICE because of the sanctuary city in San Francisco, went up to Kate and shot her in the head and killed her. And they say that doesn't have to be an immigrant. That could have been a citizen. Yeah, it could have. But if we could have cut that odds by 100% or 70% and we knew who was here and we knew they were a felon that we were protecting who was already supposed to be gone, yeah, it could have been a citizen. But in that case, it wouldn't have been anything and Kate would have still been alive. So yeah, there's an issue taking in all of these felons that are sneaking in or we just allow that we know and we process and we protect in sanctuary cities. There's a, there's a problem when there's New Yorkers. How about the guy that just got killed on the train? He got choked to death. And it was, it was at, at, at fault. The person, the person that, that was detaining him, which in my, in my estimates was not trying to kill him. He could have been much more efficient in killing somebody if he wanted to. I think he was trying to keep him subdued and whatever ended up happening we still have to get the full report out on all that when there's an actual full-blown autopsy that is done neely right was his last name think about how gross mishandling in new york led to that when they're taking away and they're talking about taking away new york programs for new yorkers for citizens in new york when they put about a billion dollars and Bill de Blasio offered his wife that opportunity to work on mental health and they misplaced 800 million to over a billion dollars. And then I bring that up with somebody on Twitter that's got a bunch of followers and she happened to be, she happened to be a black woman. And I said to her, hey, what about when Bill de Blasio's wife, nothing about race. Nothing about race about Bill de Blasio's wife. I said, what about when, when, when his wife, who was in charge of handling that money, lost it? That was a million dollars to mental health. I'm sorry, a billion dollars in the vicinity. What about that? What about the left government and the corruption in New York City that led to that? And all I get back is, shows me what you think about his wife, person of color or something like that. As if that had anything to do with the question, the deflecting and basing it on racism all the time and sexism and misogyny. It's... The identity politics, I've never imagined it would pick up, but it seems like weak-minded people latch onto those things. And fundamentally, every argument can be filtered through that, which emotionally responded, it, it causes an emotional response, and thus the unravelment of being able to actually have a logical conversation because they've installed a logic table that is, does this logically affect... Does it logically affect the ability to argue that point? And if it's like, it's man versus woman, yes, it's misogynistic, check, can't have an argument, attack that person because they're fundamentally flawed, they're deplorable. And that's the, the, the truth table. People crossing the border, they must hate them, they must be racist, check, mark the border. Hey guys, you want, you want a fun fact? I'm Norwegian, German, and Italian. 
And if any of those people went through the southern border illegally, they should not be allowed in. Do you see that, how that works? Do you see how that works? So your truth table is, 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 is defeated again by logic. You have to break out. You have to make your argument make sense. There has to be logic behind it. And like the two people that failed to come in, that I offered that chance, that probably are messaging me right now, that I have a stupid voice or that I'm stupid and I don't have a job the way I used to have a job. One of them already saw it. They chose not to come in. The other one did not see it. This is how it goes. At the end of the day, nobody really has an argument. And it causes a cognitive dissonance response in the head. It, it's a burning sensation where the, uh, the, the byproduct is irrational anger and personal attacks because you cannot logically accept what's going on. But you could feel it. But your truth table is saying that you, that person you're talking to is bad. It was so fucking wisely done by the left. And that's why we're here. And the right's like, we got to be able to talk. And the left is screaming in the street and burning things down. This, there, there is a reason. It's psychological damage. Not being able to talk to one another because you physically can't keep your emotions in check because your logic that has been installed by your politicians on the left the media, the social media, the way they shadow ban, the way they work together with the government to control narratives, it's all anger and hate, no matter what comes out. They could come out tomorrow and say 80% of the people that took mRNA will be dead. They could come out and say that, right? Say that was what happened. And the, the left would say, you're deplorable and you didn't want to help society. It, I can't get past that. That's the foundation of the truth table. So sometimes you have to die to make the world better deplorable person you say well why would you need to die when 99% of the times you'll be fine and that mortality happens across the board over many reasons and there's one guaranteed position in life that you'll get to where everyone dies on a long enough timeline everyone's survival rate falls to zero and they will still say you're deplorable I have nothing to make sense I'm angry I feel very uneasy in my head because the logic that's installed is not making sense to me, but I, I cannot defer from it because then I too am deplorable and such is the division in society. So these people will play the narrative game. They will root for more injections. They will root for people to come over the border and be left in the streets to freeze. They will root for girls of young eight, 10 year old age to have over 60 men ejaculate inside of them because they logically can't do anything about it. In their head, they think that they're helping. They think that what the, and another thing I've discovered, guys, another thing I've discovered, and this, this holds true, apply it to every liberal you know. We always say liberals are the most racist people that we've met. They're the most misogynist. They're the most everything. They're virtue signaling to make themselves feel like they've bettered themselves because they've already identified that they were the wrong things. When I talk to people that are saying like, hey, all white people are racist. And I'm like, well, you're white. And I get to the bottom of it. It's always, you know what it was like growing up and what we thought. There's no we. I have my own brain. What happens is a lot of the times, the people that are the biggest virtue signalers, the biggest BLM white supporters, 
they were actually racist when they were younger. And this is them trying to make amends in their own head. The people that are like, I am a biggest ally ever of LGBTQ. I'm bringing my child to drag queen shows. It's many of them used to say, if you dress up like a girl, I hate you. If you're, if you're gay, I hate you. This is so many people that they, this is how they actually thought they were the bigots. They were the people that were full of hate. And the only way they can sleep at night is by virtue signaling and doing the complete opposite. So they go from one extreme of hate to this extreme of love. They're extremists. You have little old me in the middle that's never had a problem with gay people in my life. The only thing I have a problem with is sexualizing little children. Go do your gay thing. I don't care. I've always supported you. I've always said that gay people should have the right to get married. It has nothing to do with me. Always. It's been a constant chronic thing. But these people that are like, gay people need to be able to get married and kids should go to drag shows, used to hate gay people, thought they shouldn't get married. So many of them. And I've noticed this in my travels. And now those people don't realize what they're supporting. They're letting all of this humanitarian crisis, people dying of fentanyl and like I said, sex trafficking, all of this happen to make themselves feel better because they were racist a few years back or a couple of, that's a, that's a YP, not an MP. That's a you problem, not a me problem. Get over yourselves. Not everyone thought like you. I mean, the human ego is so fucking big. You think that everyone thinks like you. Well, shit, they do not. And then you can't even have a conversation because the logic hurts your brain because of the installed logic truth table that they've put on your head. Congratulations, you are a non-player character. You've entered that zone. You are literally droning for a cause of politicians without using any critical thinking because you feel bad about how you once thought. How about just be a better person? They used to say, live and let live. You know you did, you know you did, you know you did. <sighs> now I'm done breaking down and interpreting what is happening. We the people are the news. We will forge freedom forward. While you're at it, this is my obligatory pitch for my company, support small business. Go to www.sonsanddaughtersofliberty.world and use promo code podcast for 17.76% off your purchase of hoodies, flags, t-shirts, the whole nine. Get the whole collection. It will be growing soon. Life has been very busy, so I have not expanded, obviously. But you need that flag. That flag is a is a historical mashup and it's been everywhere from Australia to Canada throughout all of the US on trucker. It was at, it was at the parliament when Justin Trudeau was destroying his own citizens, saying they were violent, they were cause for concern. Honking is a microaggression. <sighs> what a world. You have to use your voice. You have to forge freedom forward. There's no choice. Because right now, it's us versus a bunch of non-player characters. And by us, I mean Democrats and Republicans. I mean people that are still thinking. You are nothing without being able to think. Do not lose the art of logic. And do not become autonomous, where you are just being ran. Think. You cannot be a drone. I will see you soon. And as the recording will say,
This was We the People Are the News. <laughs> All right, I will see you soon. Later. I'm John Matlin, and this is We the People Are the News.